Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Two Rabbits, One Hall. I'm your host, Mike. And as always, our co-host, Garrett. How you doing, everybody? Hey, <laughs> he is busy digging himself out up there. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't even know how you do it. I got more digging to do <laughs> as soon as we get this recorded. Uh, really? Did it snow again? Well, no. It's for some reason... All last week, it was below 20, pretty much. Now, out of nowhere, last night, I guess, like, a warm front is coming through. So, it got up to, it stayed over pretty much 40 degrees all night. So, oh. a 60-degree temperature change abruptly. And then, you know, when you got, a, like, a warm front coming into a cold front, it gets windy as hell. So, yeah. now everything started melting with the wind. The five compacted feet of snow that is on people's roofs and everything is, like, falling off. So, everything I did in the driveway is now just piles of snow that slid oh. off the roof so i'm gonna have to move yeah, that out like, of the way <laughs> yeah. you're like up to you're like up to 13 feet right accumulated snow uh, for the years so i'm far? not sure i it's definitely over 10 but uh okay i'm not sure if we quite hit uh 13 yet now, in real life close, it, the more you know this is the first warm this is the first time we've had above freezing temperatures and it's it's super weird like this yeah, is not me- normal. meanwhile here we don't have any fucking snow we've got none really i mean yeah it's like completely melted there's some snowmobile trails that still have some snow on them that are up really far north you know but people are coming up to snow snowmobile and they're like yeah what the hell you know hanging it <laughs> hanging it up to drink yeah i mean the bars are packed oh, and it's a shame man yeah and ski skiing's getting killed up here it's, it's just a crazy winter we've been above freezing now consistently for probably about three weeks and it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon our weather's so crazy it could drop back down below 20 again next week it's no telling but right now yeah we got a lot of melt um so everything that's been plowed is being filled in by like slush and that's probably going to refreeze so it's gonna it's gonna be a nightmare Uh, especially tomorrow you know it's you know super bowl sunday people are gonna be out in this shit so absolutely yeah people up here are just generally not in a good mood as far as the weather goes (laughs) yeah i've been uh yeah Yeah. they really (laughs) like it they like their winter sports you know they snowshoe they cross country ski they do all that stuff and it's just like none man it's just really bad well uh, here's the opposite i think everybody's been doing their winter sports since october they're ready for it to be over (laughs) (laughs) they're just ready they're ready for something something else yeah we're recording on february 10th um and this is the second time we've recorded this show because we're going to be doing a true detective show and hbo had said that they were going to skip this week and they weren't going to have a show they didn't want to go up against the super bowl we did it pre-sunday so we just we only had uh the first three episodes and that's what we talked about yeah so it's february 10th and last night was episode five so we're we're going to get into it a little bit here and talk a little bit about what we think uh is going on but so far our theories from the first show are holding up pretty good yeah in just in case uh if you haven't seen it yet just stop listening because we're gonna spoil it spoiler alerts left and right yeah man. so you know go back after next week uh finale and, and listen to it if you want to see how accurate we are because this is the last show we'll do we'll probably do a, a quick recap once it's over but this is the last one that's theories uh thoughts and predictions so getting into this we did the show after the first episode and now we've had five and it's been a really interesting show it's not been you know anything up to the first one and i heard a lot of people say this that the problem with six episodes is there's not enough time to develop background characters yeah yeah you know so like 
the daughter, Leah, we don't really know a lot about her, you know, and she's not real likable in it, right? We don't, we just don't, the, the show is suffering because we don't see, there's not a lot of character development with the background characters. And the other thing is too, in the trailer, there was a scene where uh, Navarro's sister, Julie, she kind of slams a tray down full of beers and food and stuff. And that's been completely cut out of the show, apparently, because she died in the, you know, episode uh, four. Yeah, are you sure that didn't happen? I feel like I did see that. No, it didn't happen. Yeah, there's been a couple couple scenes in the trailer that that did not happen. So unless they're going to be flashbacks, but I think that's because of this six episode thing, right? Yeah. I mean, what did we have? We had eight, eight episodes with the first one. And then I think it went to nine and 10 and now we're only six. So I think it's suffering a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, but this it, happened it, with game of Thrones too. Uh, you'd have, you know, 10 or so episodes and then it started becoming the norm for like what? Seven episodes. And yeah. Then they jumped yeah. it back up again. You no, know, it's, you never really know with HBO. Yeah. So we did get a couple emails, uh, about our first episode, um, actually one from Joan Malik, who uh, hunts ghosts in New Jersey. We actually had Joan on the show um, way back when, when Tracy was still uh, nice. the host, her and Mike. Yeah, uh, the ghost hunters from Jersey. So it was good to hear from Joan, but she was very compliment- complimentary and said, hey, I didn't pick up on any of that stuff. Really appreciated hearing <laughs> it. So it was good to hear from her. And then we had a couple other people um, make some comments uh, generally about it. And it was good. It was good feedback. So, you know, we love that stuff. Uh, keep sending us emails. We appreciate it. We'd love to hear your theories, your thoughts, and your predictions. So I think where we left it off was after the first episode, and, and it's kind of played out like we thought. Um, it, it appears that Hank was involved, you know, helping prop up the mine. And now we know that uh, the scientists at Salal were basically just there to, you know, they may have been there for their own ideals, but they were there also to produce uh, false pollution numbers yeah. for Silver Sky Mine, which is something else we predicted too that we mentioned that in the first show so yep. that's a good on us yeah we and, called um, that for sure yeah and and last night was really good it's going to be interesting to see how it wraps up but um i wanted to point out a couple things just briefly for the audience that i thought were cool when i was looking into all this good stuff uh we're not going to recap the episode I, i'm sure everybody's seen it or you know you can go back and watch episode five we'll talk a little bit about it but we won't do a whole recap so um Something that I found out that I thought was pretty interesting was uh, about polar bear plundas. So the one of the guys that started started the Coney Island polar bear plunt, and we're talking like this was some time ago, quite a long time ago. He's actually he was actually a a um, publisher, and he's actually the guy who published True Detective magazine. <laughs> So that's going to be pretty hard not to bring in some type of polar bear plunge. And I think I know where that's going to come in. Um, but we've got that going on. Uh, there's a lot of theories out there about the who the killer is. Um, there, there has been some theories about the polar bear. Uh, is the polar bear real? Is the polar bear imagined? Mm-hmm. Um, and the polar bear is definitely female. That I did notice. <laughs> had to go back and look at a lot of the scenes that was in there. But the polar bear is female. So is that what they're talking about when she says we woke her up? 
Uh, so it could be. I don't know. I, yeah, I, that I'm not sure about the polar bear. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. You know, I don't know how they're going to wrap up all this supernatural stuff. But I thought that was really interesting about the guy. So Bernard McFadden started the Coney Island Polar Bear Plunge, and like I said, he's the publisher who published a lot of different magazines. He even did some ghost magazines, but his most popular publication was the uh, True Detective magazine. He was an interesting guy. He was really into a lot of uh, forward thinking things as far as food goes he was on an all raw diet you know he was uh, a strong man he did a lot of lifting and and that kind of thing you're a really remarkable guy and i think that's going to be hard for them not to i think that's going to be hard for them not to acknowledge you know because this may very well be but yeah or this this may very well be the last true detective and maybe that's where they're going with that so what my thought process is is that perhaps you know they said the scientist died in what they called a what did they call the blizzard a a something a something blizzard i forget but it's just basically a sudden sudden blizzard that can blind you and change the pressure so much that your ears bleed and things of that nature so they explained it away as that that being the cause of death when they sent the bodies down to Anchorage and they took a look at them at Anchorage. Yeah, which could be wrong though, but, because you know, my cousin Vinny said the opposite. He said that they were basically definitely scared to death. Yeah. Right. Before the yeah. freeze. Yeah. Yeah. He was the vet that came in. Yep. My cousin Vinny. So I'm thinking that perhaps maybe they those guys had been doing a polar bear plunge. I looked it up and they're kind of like a rite of passage at these strange outposts that are in really cold areas. Like, it seems like when you go there, it's one of the first things you have to do is you have to do these polar bear plunges. Um, so I'm thinking that maybe that's that might have been what they were doing. And and also, if you watch the first episode, when those guys are kind of, you know, relaxing around the, the you know, the facility. Yeah, when they're basically it, showing the intro to the facility. Yeah, like, you know, the guys are in kind of clothes that you would throw on after you took a shower, you know, where you're just kind of lounging. There is a couple guys that are obviously just getting out of the shower and washing up uh there's another guy on a bike maybe he's war you know on a uh, treadmill maybe he's warming up you know the other guy's got a uh stocking cap on indoors yeah and his hair is a little bit wet the guy that's making a sandwich also clark if you look at him his hair looks like it was kind of wet as well so maybe that's what they were doing maybe they were doing some kind of you know or, or headed out to do some kind of polar bear plunge yeah i mean maybe i don't think it's that far-fetched and maybe they get they get forced back out by whoever the killer is and back out into that hole, you know, and then it freezes over. Maybe that's that's what's going on. So, you know, I'm, I'm not locked into that theory, but that could definitely be where they would bring that in. Uh, there, there's also a couple scenes in the trailer where you see the polar bear swimming. Um, so it, it is underwater. There's also a couple scenes in the, uh, this, the series trailer where you see that um, – Liz is in the water. She at some point gets in the water. We haven't seen that yet. So maybe that'll happen in episode six. So I think it definitely has something to do with that. Um, that might be where it comes in. And then we also talked about the um, partial print yeah. that was found on the bodies. And uh, the that partial print is missing a couple fingers. And they thought it was a partial print because it was missing a couple fingers. But we know that the girl from the King Crab place. Yeah, Blair. The Blue Crab place. Blair, the one whose boyfriend beat her up in uh, episode one. She's got a couple fingers missing on that same hand. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're not identifying that. Maybe nobody noticed. It. Yeah, I definitely think it's a partial it. print. Yeah. Uh, and then Blair makes another appearance in episode five last night. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen her already uh, four times total. So the one you just talked about where uh, basically the guy that hit her was knocked out by her friend at the 
crab processing plant. Right. <clears throat> then uh, we've seen her again as a drawing um, in the in the in the camper, the Golden Eagle. Yeah, if you want to camper. count that as, a, right. as an appearance. But we also seen her when uh, when Danvers goes back to the uh, crab processing place. And is asking uh, the lady who knocked the guy out with the bucket, have you ever seen this symbol before? Talking about with the, you know, the spiral shape. Yeah, it's Annie's tattoo. Yeah. <clears throat> and she says, no, I've never seen anything like that before. And then hands off the uh, that drawing to Blair, who looks at it and doesn't quite say she recognizes or doesn't recognize it. But she has like a look of concern on her face after she sees it, like she knows what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's like, like, oh, they're on to us. It's kind of like the look on her face is like, oh, they're on to us, you know? Yep. And then she popped up again in uh, episode five last night with just almost, if you blinked, you missed her, but she showed up. Uh, at the laundromat yeah right after the guy who was also giving uh giving them the stone with the spiral on it so so far i mean in at least three of these uh you know appearances from her it's involved the spiral so between the camper the plant and the laundromat that's all every time we've seen her that's that's included the spiral minus the first appearance you know which is where she shows that she only has the uh you know eight fingers yeah kavik kind of brings this guy kenny to go see navarro to explain what the spiral is kenny explains that that is what they call that spiral symbol is sometimes put in places where the ice is really thin above these ice caves and it's a signal to like get away because you can spiral down and fall through the ice yeah or and he danger basically when he was exactly and when he was younger um his grandmother taught him you know to ever if you ever see that symbol get away because you'll wind up down in the ice caves and we know now that the ice caves are what they call the night country yeah yeah and then when she comes into the laundromat too she basically is washing like one piece of clothing yeah you know <laughs> No, I didn't She's, see that. I I still went back and seen exactly what she was in there doing. She comes in and she like throws one piece of clothing in a washer and then she's like bending an ear to their conversation. Yeah. Now it was did we see her before or after Navarro went in there and pulled the hair out of her laundry? I can't remember. It was after. Okay, because yeah. I was a little Because Kavik and Kenny yeah, Kavik and Kenny come in afterwards and yeah, Navarro's basically that's her mother's hair, is what I got. Uh, out yeah, of it. I was you know Yeah. It wasn't the sisters because her hair was blue. You know what I mean? But right. uh, yeah, it seemed like her mom's hair. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, we have this other thing going on with Navarro too, where she she kind of spins in. Not only does she see spirits, but she also spins in and out of reality is what it seems like. It's almost like she's having like these blackout episodes. Yeah, and it seems like it's basically her mom had them first. Uh, and it's, it seems like it's been passed Julia off to had Julie. Him. Yeah, Julia and her at the same time. Right, right. And then also too, you know what I'm a little bit suspect about? I'm a little bit suspect about at the end of episode four when she's sitting there with danvers and that tree is plugged into the car battery wait what's plugged into the car battery the christmas tree is plugged into a car battery and the christmas tree lights are there and danvers comes and finds her and says navarro i was calling you yeah right now did that did that scene even happen because she turns to her and she gives her this look and like why is this christmas tree in this random spot in this you know abandoned dredge like it almost seems like she's coming in and out of reality a little bit you know yeah and then they never and, showed her getting better they so what we see is they they enter this abandoned facility right and they're, they're looking for the guy otis or whatever his name is i can't think of it it's an old dredge yeah. yeah and it's you know basically they split up the clear rooms and uh basically danvers goes topside and navarro basically goes down 
And while she's down there, uh, she basically sees Julia a couple times, like once floating in the water. And then, you know, she follows the body basically while she's also still trying to clear rooms. And then, uh, right. you know, then it cuts the Danvers up there, up topside doing the same thing, room clearing. And then the next time we see Navarro, she's, you know, she turns around and her sister's behind her. Um, right there. Yep. And then spirit of her sister. Yeah. And then we don't see her again. When Danvers finds her, her ears are bleeding and, uh, you never really see, see her recovery. She just looks dazed. And that's how the episode right. ends. Like Danvers doesn't say, oh my God, your ears are bleeding or anything along those lines. There's nothing. Yeah, but and Danvers does just, say that she was trying to call her, correct? Exactly. What, exactly. Which is the same thing that Rose says to her. All right, I'm glad you brought it up. she blacks out in episode five. When she's like, she's episode five, they're putting Julie's ashes, Julia's ashes in the sea, um, you know, because, which I thought was kind of a strange choice, but she's putting her ashes in the sea because she says quote that's where you want it to be and then uh she blacks out back to that scene in iraq or wherever it is iraq afghanistan when she was a marine and that uh truck is kind of turned over on its side and she starts walking towards the truck but in real life she's walking towards the ocean yeah and she kind of wakes up and there's something else in this scene too dude that's that's really cool and i don't know if you caught it but what she does is she kind of wakes up to the ice cracking beneath her feet and she looks down and if you look at her feet she has on cleats uh ice cleats and ice cleats would explain the wounds on Annie Kay. That's, I have been racking my brain trying to figure out what would make the star-shaped incisions. Right. Yeah, I think you may have just cracked it, man, because I got those. Well, <laughs> I, right. And I have the littler ones because my buddy's a mailman and he gave me some, but even on the littler ones, the, uh, the cleats are still star-shaped. So if you look at those wounds that are on Annie, they're all within, you know, like they're almost like a foot pattern and they're star-shaped. You know, and that could definitely be what we're looking at with those wounds, you know. Now, there could be a ton of people that have cleats, but it's interesting that they show a picture of her feet and she's got the cleats on. Yeah, it's also and strange. And Rose tells her. Because supposedly she was stabbed, what, like 37 times or something? Yep. I mean, think about how many cleats per shoe it would make. I don't know. Yeah, it would be interesting to find out how many are on on those cleats to see if it corresponds with how many times she was stabbed. I think they said 32. I remember. I think it was 30. You know what? It is 32. Yeah, I, I don't know. I eight, just know it's over 30. <laughs> 8, 16, 24, 32, you know? <laughs> so it, it, maybe if there's eight on a shoe, you know, she stepped on her four times or whatever. Yeah. Or someone stepped on her four times. But so basically she starfishes. Uh, Rose tells her to starfish. She starfishes and Rose pulls her back up off the thin ice. Yeah. And then again, like Danvers in the previous episode says, wouldn't you hear me? I was calling you, you know? <laughs> Yeah, Rose says to her, yeah, Rose says to her, she says, did you not hear me, Missy? She's the only one that calls her Missy, too, which is, and she says, did you not hear me, Missy? I was calling you, and she didn't. She didn't hear her. So I think something's up with that scene in Iraq where she was the Marine. You know, she in the first scene, she goes up in, um, or in episode one, we see her do, I forget what episode it is when she's, I think it is one when she has this flashback to Iraq, and there's a a soldier with half half the head missing. And it looks like another female male soldier too yeah um blonde that has the head missing so i think she keeps flashing back to that there's that's probably going to come into play at some point too so what do you think about rose did you think it was weird that she had that dinner all dressed up and you know had everything set out like and you know navarro goes over there and knocks on the door and she answers and she has navarro in but basically she had enough food on that table to feed you know 
three, four people. Yeah. And she winds up just having a dinner with Navarro. And Navarro says, did you cook all this? And she asks her about her history. And she gives her the story about, first she says to her, um, Agnew isn't your last name, is it? And she doesn't say anything. And she goes, well, what did you do before? And she gives her the story about being a professor. Mm -hmm. And she's real vague about it. She says, I was a very serious professor at a very serious college writing very serious stuff. And I got out. Uh, just on one Tuesday I came in and I was writing something and I said, I had enough and I left and I came here and it's nice and quiet except for the dead, you know, but she's dressed in the nines and a, uh, you know, like a red, uh, Christmassy looking Christmas Eve looking dress. And it's just odd that she's got this candlelit dinner set out yeah. for herself. So this isn't my conclusion, but, uh, you know, I, I talked to my parents about it and, uh, they think that Rose is again, cause we know Travis's, uh, Russ Cole's pops, they think right. Rose is the mom, and that's why she went into this huge backstory because it explains, you know, because all we know from Rust is that she left Alaska, and you know, then Rose is talking about she left Alaska and then came back, um, and he didn't really know if she was alive or dead. And if you uh look at the way she's got her office and all the books and everything set up, it kind of reminds you of Cole. But I don't, oh, I, I don't gotcha. know, I d- have no idea. I obviously Travis is his dad, that we know. Um, I don't know about Rose, I, and I don't really know where they were taking that. I I think it may be setting up that she's in. I, I think we're going towards a couple things. I think we're going towards a killer, of course. And I think we're also going to get a backstory about a cult at some point, you know, um, that's based off of Sedna, which we, we need to talk about. But just for tying up Rose here, I would not be surprised if Rose is involved yeah. in this cultish behavior, maybe with Blair. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe even maybe even the Bavaro's in it and doesn't realize it. But it's it's definitely it's definitely leaning towards something weird. So maybe she was waiting to have dinner with Clark. Yeah, and also if if you notice too, um there's there seems to be a more like uh I guess an ownership situation going on between like who's who does Alaska belong to the natives or right, other people right. and I'm seeing that and you know Rose obviously not a native Blair not a native um the girlfriend the little girlfriend that uh leaves Lee behind when she's getting beat up by the the uh Charlotte yeah, yeah. yeah that girl she's not native and I feel like maybe they're involved in it and maybe you know trying to say like it's you know older than it's older than people think I I that's just where I think they're gonna take it but honestly yeah, in the because end, she does I don't say think the cult is the killer. You know what I mean? No, I don't think it is either. But I do yeah. think there's a cult, I just, like a non-native cult. Yeah, yeah. We talked. Let's let's talk a little bit about Sedna, right? So, uh, the, um, there, there. I, w- I was racking my brain about that picture that um, that Darwin drew, uh, Pete's kid. Yeah, and I was. Dr- racking my brain about that i was trying to figure out there has to be some kind of alaskan legend and all that and i was looking in all that and then i went down the inupiaq rabbit hole and then i found out about sedna so sedna is the uh goddess of the sea and goddess of the underworld is basically what she is and the origin story with sedna changes um depending upon i guess which inuit you talk to (laughs) but um basically quickly the, the the coolest origin story is this that sedna was out um with her father who is i guess the over their overall god and they were fishing and she started complaining about being hungry and her father threw her overboard because why wouldn't you if your kid complains about being hungry <laughs> right <laughs> so he throws her over into the sea and she swims back up to the boat and she tries to get up on the boat and he takes a uh axe or whatever machete or whatever and he cuts her fingers off so she falls back into the sea again but you know being determined she swims back up 
up and she tries to get up with just her hands without the fingers and he cuts her hands off. And essentially she goes down to the bottom of the sea and she starts to, she becomes the ruler of, of the sea. Now there are some other parts of that legend too that say that the reason he was so angry with her is because she was, she would not marry the men that he was bringing for her to marry. She didn't see, you know, where any of them were, you know, good enough for her or anything along those lines. So she winds up marrying a dog. God. <laughs> so she marries, I didn't hear that she one. marries this, yeah, she marries this dog and, and they kind of live happily ever after. But the other part of the legend with her fingers and her hands is that when the fingers fall into the ocean, they become like the seals and the fish and, you know, uh, the caribou and the different things that feed the Inuits. So that's her appendages fall off and they become those. And she's essentially a goddess. Um, there's like, um, I, it's a polytheistic religion. I think there are three, you know, things that they worship, three gods or goddesses that they worship. And she's one of them. Um, interestingly enough, another one, which I can't remember the name of is a polar bear. So that's interesting too. Um, because we see this polar bear coming back in and all that, but where Sedna comes in is people looked it up after the drawing. Cause that is definitely Sedna that Darwin drew. And then also when they have the meeting, uh, for, you know, like organizing the protest and Lee goes to the first meeting, they, they roll up a garage door at one of the locations where they're having the meeting. And if you look on that garage door, there's a blue outline picture of Sedna. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's professionally painted on there. Well, so, when you told me about it the it, first time, I didn't remember it. So I actually had to go back and, you know, it pause it. And it's, that's definitely what it is. Yeah. It's Sedna, right? So, <coughs> and then, you know, they have the meeting, they have the meeting on the inside. Um, and then the three fingers that are across their mouth are supposed to look like the bloody fingers i guess or something along those lines and two on their shirts that you you're looking at if you look at the front of the shirts that looks like the depictions of sedna so that's kind of like their front logo i i think they're thinking that it you know i think other people are thinking that maybe it's supposed to be annie maybe yeah i don't know or i didn't some catch other... that i didn't i know there's a like figure on the front of it but i just assumed yeah. it's a general person i didn't i didn't uh yeah and it really it really looks like sedna so that that's what it could be so I kind of think that there is some kind of a, it doesn't even have to be a cult. It could just be part of the Inuit, you know, worship that they worship this goddess Sedna and that they see this water turning bad in the town and the mercury in the water and all these stillbirths and they're, they're trying to get Sedna to rise up and, you know, get rid of the silver sky mine and all them white mofos (laughs) that are are causing them all these problems. Well, so again, just to touch back on the first episode, you pretty much called all the corruption um you were spot on with that but yeah yeah now but going back to rose and what happened with pete and hank obviously again we've all seen the episode we know pete shoots hank um so navarro and danvers end up going back out to try to find this uh entrance to the night country into the ice tunnels through like where it's the tallest part of the tunnels are so the highest point so they're they're looking for that point to break their way into the ice um they tell, or she tells, Navarro tells Pete, take the bodies to uh, Rose and tell her to take them, take you to where Julia is. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know what's going to happen if, if they're just going to like slide them under the, you know, the ice hole, right. <laughs> you know? Right. But uh, yeah, I'm not, 
I don't know where I was taking that somewhere, man. And I totally lost my own <laughs> track of thought, man. No, it's okay. <laughs> don't worry about it. No, that's fine. There's a couple scenes from the trailer too, that kind of indicate that like, um, there's a scene in the overall series trailer where Pete is at the ice and he's digging, digging a hole similar to the way Hank dug the hole to get him out when he, yeah. I, Cause I was skating. curious why they would even bring that up, you know? Yeah. And if you look behind him to the right on the stretcher is Hank. Oh, really? So he is going yeah so he is going to make it out to the ice he is going to have hank there you don't see rose in the picture um you know and you don't see otis's body but you can definitely see hank's body that's because i feel like rose and is probably the head of the cult <laughs> yeah she definitely could be and then the other thing is too um the 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 scene there's a scene in the trailer too for the whole series where there's somebody who's naked who is coming out of Danvers house with like a bunch of cleaning products, which that's obviously probably Pete. Yeah. Uh, the weird thing about it is that he's completely naked and you can see basically from his hips down. So you see like his, you know, his hammies and his quads and his calf and his bare feet. So my thinking is that he probably took his clothes and put them in a bag and he's carrying the, all the evidence. Yeah. Traded. Yeah. Traded as some has all the cleaning solution in it, but is it Pete? It's definitely a male. So that's got to come up to, too, so we have to see that. Oh, yet. yeah, I think it's, it's and we have to be see. Pete. Yeah. yeah, I think so, too. And we have to see Hank on that stretcher out on the ice. I think we'll probably have another flash. Few, we have to have at least three flashbacks in the next episode. Um, <laughs> Obviously, we have no idea what happened with uh, Navarro and that turned over MRC and that girl with her, you know, missing half her face. Right. Uh, We still don't know what happened with Danvers' kid, and we still don't really know what happened with Wheeler. And right. I have a theory about that. I don't know. Uh, well, did you catch that whole conversation with Danvers and Pete? And did you catch what they said about where the wound was? They said the wound was on the right-hand side yeah. of Wheeler's head. So Danvers would have been on the right side of Wheeler because Wheeler was facing away towards the body. Well, I think the right and left-handed thing had to do with uh, basically saying he was left-handed. He wouldn't shoot himself with his left hand. And if he was hitting his girlfriend, he would be hitting her with his left hand and all her wounds were on the right side facing him. So she should have had yeah. the opposite black eye. And that's why they mentioned that somebody went back in the uh, well, crime scene here's, photos here's and reversed every image. Reversed every image. But if you look at Wheeler's uh, photo of like, you know, where he's dead, okay? The, the entrance wound for the bullet is on the right-hand side. So what I'm trying to say is, it like it, in the room, like, they, like Wheeler is facing the body, right? And he's on that beach chair and he's whistling, twist and shout. Yeah. Okay. And he's facing the body. Directly behind him over his left-hand shoulder is Navarro. Right. Directly behind him on the right-hand shoulder is Danvers. Yeah. So if he's got an entrance wound on the right side of his head, then that would have been where Danvers was standing. So suppose... No. So I'm I'm think, I'm seeing that differently. I'm seeing it as Navarro would have, because he turned around. He was they were all facing the same direction. He was on a chair and he started slowly yes. turning around. If he got shot in the right in his right temple, it would have been from who was over his left shoulder, which would have been Navarro. Do you know what I mean? No, no. Think about that for a minute. He turned towards Navarro, but if he's facing the same way, oh, you know what, dude? You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. 
You're right now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if those, this is, here's where I was going with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me just spell out where I was going with that. So, if that image is flipped too, okay, let's say that image is flipped too, as long as with the rest of the images as well. All right. If that's the case, maybe Navarro blacked out. Liz shot Wheeler and Liz told Navarro that she did it. So, maybe Navarro has been living with that guilt this whole time. And really it was Liz because Liz is the most morally corrupt character on the show. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. Right. She has absolutely no moral. Yeah, definitely. Code, right. So maybe that's what, maybe that's what's going to come up between the two of them here at the end. Maybe, you know, Navarro is going to figure that well, out. Well, I'm on track with you and then we fork off. So <laughs> I think that 100%, I think that in that moment, uh, Navarro had one of her episodes where she for sure left reality. She saw the spirit. Yeah. Right? And you see the spirit, you, you see her see the spirit and it's the, basically the girlfriend, which, you know, is already dead, but is up and pointing at her. And, right. uh, that's all you see. So I want to just talk about the pointing thing. Cause that's happened in every episode. She's the only one getting pointed at, you know what I mean? Right. She has a flashback right. no, where her right. mom's yep. pointing at her. Um, uh, she's been pointed at by the corpse of Wheeler's girlfriend, the corpse of her. She's been pointed right. at by the sister Lund. Yeah. Uh, Lund while he's, that's the only hand he has to point with points at her. Um, <laughs> And also, uh, again, this random little girl in the in the last episode. Right, um, right. It's like they're trying to. It's, I feel like the show's trying to tell you because you're asking yourself who's the killer, and the show's literally pointing it out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now I wasn't getting around to. I wasn't trying to say Danvers was the killer. I, what I was trying to say was maybe that'll be a big point of contention between the two of them in the last episode. Maybe Navarro will figure out that Liz, you know, pinned the Wheeler's unfortunate demise on her. Yeah. And she didn't really do it. Maybe she just saw the spirit and, you know, she got freaked out about the twist and shout whistling and shot him. Right. Because we still don't know what happened with Jake and, um, her and Holden, her child. Yeah. Wheeler still could have been the one that was drunk that hit them and killed them. And maybe that twist and shout sends her over the edge. So I'm just setting it up that maybe there might be something there. I'm not saying that there is, but I, I thought it was interesting. The, the fact that all the pictures were reversed, because if all the pictures are reversed, then it may very well have been Liz that shot him. But if she, you know, she might've convinced Navarro, no, you know, you did it. If Navarro is that malleable, you know, when she's in those States, yeah, or you know, another Just thing is, is there's no telling. There's really no telling. Um, I but I think that whole that whole episode with Wheeler is you know the key to everything. More than likely, I think it's yeah. Because what we do know, you think who do you think whoever the killer is there is the killer? No, not necessarily. Because I I think the killer's Navarro okay. regardless. The more I think about it. <laughs> well, I was gonna we were gonna save that for the end, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's fine. Yeah, you you're thinking it's Navarro. Yeah, that's just where I'm All at right. with it. I think that you know when she's pointed at, I think it's I think basically she's got a mental health issue that would explain away a lot of the woo stuff. But she's basically right. Um, she's got whatever her mom had and what her sister had. And when she has these episodes, she probably like planks out of reality and let you know it's a different version of her is out doing things. Right. Maybe it's uh like a you know, multiple personality disorder or schizophrenic, like a split that has its own personality, its own motives, its own agenda. Um, 
maybe like you could say it's i what i'm thinking is probably they're gonna say it's the spirit of you know uh what's the name of it sedna yeah. sedna basically like a sedna spirit i think there's definitely gonna be a cult that's warring with the natives possibly but i think this is outside of that i think that's all basically fud to make us you know to just distract us from the fact that probably navarro has a serious mental health issue and is having gotcha. these episodes now getting back to rose right what what do you think the chances are that rose's last name may be tuttle oh see i actually and this is what i i did not tell my parents but she has more of a resemblance of the the tuttle that was living with the uh killer from season one than anything else to me it's almost like the same right. lady i don't know but that's because i told you i went back and i looked at that first 10 minutes of the last episode of season one quite a few times right. because there was a i think that the corpse the voice of lund when he uh basically stood up and started talking to evangeline or sat up rather is the same voice that the killer from episode one sl- slips in and out of while he's you know in that finale and the whistling uh the twist and shout um i thought that <coughs> i thought that he was also whistling that which turns out i i went back and i listened to it Wheeler's definitely whistling, twist and shout. I don't know that that's what the guy from the first season's whistling. He's just whistling, just happens to be creepy. I don't think it's twist and shout, though. So I don't think they're, you know, last week I thought it was the same tune. But the more I listen to it, I don't think it is. So Yeah, I don't know if this season, I mean, the seasons obviously has some callbacks to the entire series, right? You know, the entire four seasons. But I don't know that it's it's completely dependent upon that, right? I think it's more like out of respect for how good a a show that was. Yeah, but. And it's kind of playing off it with the Tuttle thing. Yeah, right? and I'll tell, like, they brought it up again. They're not going like to bring do, up the thing You don't need to watch. Without, you know, without yeah. there being some sort of more more of a connection. Sure, you know? yeah. And But at the same time, you you don't need to watch all four to enjoy f- Oh, yeah, four. absolutely not. I don't think I've only you, seen the first Like, season. I don't think, right, I don't think there will be an end to season four that is so dependent on somebody actually watching season one, you know? Yeah. They're loosely affiliated. I think it's more a respect thing than anything, you know? and kind of tying it all together but i don't i don't think it's dependent yeah and that's what i thought it was more of like maybe just easter eggs in a head nod back to the first season as linked to the first season or like somehow right uh everything was more tied together than what it is but i'm I'm telling you is once people started speculating and you know i've I've talked to my co-workers and you and my family about this show so i'm not really i'm not online seeing what other people are saying but a lot of people were speculating that rose was uh that rose was rust's dad or mom rather but we know travis is the dad and the the dad was seeing rose but i was thinking like it's already going to be a twist because physically she resembles the girl that was with the killer in the first season his i guess i don't know if i was just like a an aunt or a cousin or something, but obviously it was some sort of related incest stuff. And that's who Rose looks more like than anybody else. Gotcha. gotcha. It actually, it so could you, be her. Cause no, I don't think anything happened to her in the first season. You know, was she really a professor? Yeah, I don't, was that her? Who the hell knows, man? Well, yeah, she would have to really uh, pull up her knowledge game a little bit to become Rose. Right. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you could see how the, the killer was in and out of like, sounding like a, she was a, well, she a was essentially Englishman to, sounded like you know yeah a backwoods whatever i mean i don't know but i i just have I a feeling you. that yeah i do think in the end she's gonna end up being a tuttle especially since yeah, the someone last will name be, was brought up yeah someone will be right like either her or maybe kate kate mckittrick might her might be her maiden name tuttle or something along those lines oh uh, yeah you know there's a possibility that could crop up let's put it that way so the other thing too i'm, I'm gonna push my chips in the middle and say navarro is the killer too seeing as we you know pop the balloon already yeah, sorry man so okay. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> no that's fine i'm gonna i'm gonna say it's navarro too um 
Although they're, you know, I, I hate to hedge my bets here, but it would not surprise me if it's Liz. Um, I don't think it's the Blair lady. I think we're, you know, that might be a red herring. Yeah. Um, maybe she could have been involved with it. Maybe she was there and because she was also cleaning out there at Salah. Maybe she found those guys ahead of time, but didn't tell anybody, you know, it could be that too. Um, but Navarro more and more is having these strange flashbacks. And if you look back at some of the things that have happened with Navarro, right? Like um, she's always raging, right? She has definite problems with anger, right? So, and that's sort of kind of what they say about Sedna, that when she gets angry, you know, she goes overboard. You've got the hunter in the shack who asked her what her real name was. You don't remember your name, do you? You know, I would not be surprised if it's Sedna. Um, oh, yeah. The other thing, too, is is Kovic, um, you know, Eddie Kovic, Eddie Kovic's last name. That means dog in um, uh, th- that language. Yeah. A lot of people were saying it meant Wolverine, but it means dog in that language. So that would be like her living with the dog, right? Um, how about when she comes into the fishing shack and the fish take off? Wait, say that again. She comes into Eddie's fishing shack and the fish take off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he comes all the way out to they tell just her, like, like, stop. Ah, that's that's very yeah. interesting. Yeah, well, but then, but then when she goes in, she actually goes into the shack and her two fish getting ready to bite his line and they see her and they, well, they hear her and they take off. Right, so you got that, and then all of a sudden, what's up with her hair in the last episode? Uh, all of a sudden, this main mane of hair is coming down, right? And that's one of the things with Sedna; she has this incredible mane of hair. And now, all of a sudden, here's Navarro looking more and more like Sedna every day. Yeah, and that that could be something to throw us off because I think you're right, man. Because if you look at the uh, uh, Pete's kids drawing, and then the drawing on the uh, or the graffiti on the garage door. Uh, that's two things. Those like wild hair, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, I, there's going to be some twists. It's going to be really hard to wrap all this shit up and, you know, uh, basically. So you got that right. And who's the only person that the polar bear is turned away from? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like the polar bear. Another fair point. The polar bear looked scared when he saw Navarro or she saw Navarro. She didn't look scared. She looked like she wanted to eat Liz. Right. So she looked a little bit scared when she saw Navarro. And that's actually, I think the first time we see the polar bear is when Navarro is in the, that's the first time we actually see when Navarro is driving around. It's been, it's been making its appearance also pete you know in the last episode um he has a polar bear uh, he has the alaska aces minor league team and their um logo is a polar bear <coughs> he's wearing that he's wearing that jersey when kayla's mad at him yeah. so you got all these little drops about this polar bear right um and uh you got navarro um looking more and more like sedna every day and you know what else too in the series trailer I don't know if you guys caught this too, right? But so I was wrong in the previous recording about Clark being in the hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah. And all those guys come in. Like somebody gets thrown down in a chair and it looks like Clark, but it's obviously not him because they're still Yeah, I checked him. that out. And it, I mean, it was a good observation because it does look like, but. Yeah, uh, but there's, here's, yeah, here's, here's what I'm, I'm trying to get at though, right? If, if you watch the trailer, there's a few scenes that we still haven't seen yet. I mean, here's, here's a few of them. Clark dragging some one down the hallway at Salah. So it's Clark and he's dragging someone by their feet down the hallway. Looks like it's Liz. 
And it looks like she's in the clothes that she's in at the end of episode five when they go out to look look at the caves, right? We also see Clark scampering up a ladder uh, relatively naked um, in, in an ice cave. So we've got to see that scene too, right? We've got to see him drag this person. But there's two other scenes. There's a scene where Navarro has Clark in the room at the laboratory that has all the ice cores. Oh, yeah? Okay. And she, ha- yeah. And she has him leaned back in a chair and she has him fastened to the chair. He's tied up. He's tied, you know, his, his, everything's duct taped, right? But there's another scene in Salau. And here's why this might be indicative of, of what we think. It's Liz. And Liz is in the room. She's locked in the room with the cores where all the ice cores are. And she takes one of the ice cores and she breaks the window. So why would she need to break the window? It would be because someone locked her in there, right? Yeah. So who locked her in? Did did Clark lock her in there? And if he did and she broke the window, why isn't she in the scene where Navarro has him tied up to the chair? She would be in that scene too, right? So maybe Navarro puts her in that room with the with the ice core. And if she puts her in the room with the ice cores and Liz is trying to break out, why is she trying to break out? Maybe she realizes something's wrong with Navarro. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm thinking something has to happen here at the end where Navarro maybe kills Clark. Well, obviously we're going to find Clark. I mean, it's the whole show's been leading up to this, but I I think that's also, you know, I don't think, I'm not sure what Clark all has to do with this. I mean, we know his involvement with Annie, but that's about it. And now he's running away. Well, he's, he's definitely going to be able to tell us what happened to the scientists. Oh yeah, he's going to fill in the blanks. But, um, right. But just as far as, you know, everything with Liz and with, uh, you know, have you ever seen that movie High Tension? No, but I just ruined your line of thought. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to explain this without you haven't seen that. But uh, it's a it's a French horror movie, and uh, if our audience wants to see it, oh, is it the one with the mansion when they're when the kids are messing with them and they're in the mansion? There is a mansion, yeah. Okay, yeah, I've seen it. Okay, so the main victim is also the killer. <laughs> it's a mental right, health situation. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that right. movie did. Yep blew my mind um yeah, it's a good movie i haven't seen it in god thinking about six it's a it's years. a it, it's a very suspenseful uh thriller slash horror movie um i ain't crazy about the gore but it's it's definitely got that uh right. but more than that like it's it's just a very well written horror movie just because you don't suspect it i didn't figure it out right away it took me a while to figure out what was happening and uh right i think that's what's happening here i think this is a high tension situation the killer is the victim you now we're seeing it from gotcha. one of the personalities points of view we'll probably see it from if if it truly is navarro i mean because i mean this is a true detective they could definitely throw some more twists in where it, and it, hell it could be pete i don't know you know <laughs> but what do you think about the what do you think about the water now dude do you think the water is the, the, the microbe being in the water has died away or do you think it's still going to be a factor i think i think it was intentionally there to lead us away we bought it for what it was um because people gotcha. like me and you, we we went back and we stopped. We still the uh, video basically to read the uh, the bios on each and every scientist. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we bought right. it, man. We bought that. So I mean, yeah, obviously there's something in the water that's poisoning the locals. You know what I mean? But I think gotcha. it's I think gotcha. it's more than that. And maybe this maybe this uh, 
mental health thing is a direct side effect of that. So it ends up being more relevant in the end. Maybe it exacerbates Navarro's issues yeah. with the mercury being in the water or the, you know, the microbe being in the water. Yeah. Did you catch the sign um, outside the cave that had the rocks in front of it? Oh, uh, did you catch it? No, I don't. If I did, I, um, I wrote it off. Yeah. I know you've been real busy, man. So, and I got nothing but well, time. What, so. <laughs> what did it say? <laughs> okay. One of the things that says on the bottom is flash photography prohibited so in the annie video doesn't it look like maybe somebody's using flash photography i'm saying that because maybe that is what makes the ice maybe the flash photography makes the ice cave in i don't know yeah i, I don't know, you know either. Or i don't know how that would maybe work. flash photo- maybe flash photography in the ice um does some something harmful to humans i don't know i gotta look that up when we get off but I just thought it was interesting that it said that on the bottom of the sign. Like, it says all this stuff. Prohibit it. Don't go past this phone. Silver, property of silver, blah, blah, blah. And then at the bottom, flash photography. Prohibit it. Well, I like, will why, say this. Why put that's, that there? That's it. <laughs> that's on all the signs to every base I've ever worked. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. I mean, it's a mine, right? Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe just to keep journalists away. That could be it, too. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I don't know. But there's. It just. It's, so, it's, it's kind of strange. That has. Their whole trip out to that mine meant something, and I don't know exactly what. Because they went all the way out there just to turn around. And then, yeah, of course, yeah. we see them on, like, the CCTV camera later on when Danvers is at the, uh, the Silver Sky Labs. Yeah. Um, was that the whole point of it? Like, who blew who blew that entrance, right. you know? Right, right. Yeah, it's odd, right? It's strange. Yeah. What do you think is in that cave that the mine is so scared of? Do you think it's the fossils? And, you know, these fossils are priceless or, you know, maybe there's a mammoth in there or, you know, and, and they want to keep digging there. And, you know, if it was found out that there were these priceless fossils, you know, maybe they would have to stop or something. Yeah, like I that. feel like it's I feel it like is? it's like a uh, cultural resource management issue. So, like, I feel like probably maybe there's something more. Whoa, there's a 50 cent word. <laughs> maybe it's phrase. Maybe it is like. Maybe there's something more than ice caves down there. Maybe it's natural caves. Maybe there's, you know, some sort of formation below the ice that would have been super important to the natives. You know what I mean? Like maybe something ancient, like an ancient site or some sort of uh, cave art. Something that would have been obviously important to the natives. And maybe the natives don't know. I know what it is. I got it figured out. But maybe at the same time, like, because we see this off and on, like in in real life, there's, you know, the natives will will say like something will be very culturally relevant to them that they want to preserve that they want to you know contain and at the same time there's probably some natural resource there that's just as important which may be why it's culturally relevant at the same time maybe the ancients knew that there was something important about that spot gotcha. and now you know the uh the scientists they they don't want to look at the cultural parts of that they just want to get through it you know they want to right. hide it so that right. they can get to whatever they're trying to get at because i think i know what it is it's been forced yeah what do you think well we've seen the movie elf a couple of times right what movie it's obviously elf? The, el- <laughs> the movie elf it's it's obviously a skeleton of a norwal <laughs> I, man, I have no idea what it. I've, I've. Bye, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mister Norwal. Be careful, buddy. <laughs> 
Oh man, that's funny. Oh god. Yeah, I Who don't knows? know, man. I've I've literally I've paused it and tried to figure out what you know. Are those the bones of one animal? Are those the bones of many animals arranged in this in a pattern? I have no idea. You can't right. you can't really get a yeah. clear picture of yet. Or are they even bones at all? Yeah. Right? But it really does look like a whale whale skeleton. Yeah, and you know you, the whale bones have been prevalent and through the whole series. They're in the intro yeah. animation or whatever. Um, at this last episode where uh Danvers goes out to see all the stillborns at that little church and they can't really bury them because of the ice so they're all like in this little chapel like everybody who's right. died is in it basically in this chapel and uh if you notice when she walks out and she's actually leaving the chapel and she walks past the cemetery uh a lot of those graves are like they're actually they have the whale bones like framing them did you catch that gotcha yes so i don't know they, the whale bones have just showed up and there's actually a yeah they've been around a they're lot. in salal too um they were up mounted over like the library area where one of the guys like sits in this gotcha. recliner and likes to stand with the book um yeah yeah definitely the whale bones have something to do with it so they could be just whale bones i have no idea it's gonna be interesting man i i just want to see them uh tie up all these loose ends yeah it's gonna be really hard to do it it's gonna really be hard to tie everything yeah up. if they manage to do it it'll be amazing but i definitely think the six show format has hurt the show overall yeah yeah i agree yeah okay so this is actually pretty funny um and i actually saw this on reddit what if liz is the one that's catfishing hank oh man you know why because remember all the times when she's getting a text or something like that and she says oh it's fantasy football oh it's tinder you know suppose she's the one that's actually getting the text messages from hank and she's screwing around with them wouldn't that be hysterical (sighs) that's i feel like that's super (laughs) likely now that you mention it Right. Like, wouldn't that just be great? You know, it would it would just be awesome if she's the one that's actually getting all the money and frisking him for all his cash. I thought that was really good because there's so many times during the uh, during the show when she's doing something with her phone and somebody what are you doing or who's that? Like, I think she it happens in the car with Lee twice where she goes, who's that? And she just says nothing. Never mind. Yeah. And then it happens in the house with um, somebody. I forget who it is when she tells them about fantasy football. I think it's when she says it's fantasy football. And then another time it happens with Navarro and she says, well, it's Tinder. Right. And I haven't gone back and looked at uh, the times when it happened and saw if it's corresponding with, you know, when Hank was on the phone, but Hank's gone yeah. now and uh, obviously so is his money. <laughs> well, it could be a situation where, but, you know, she's, I don't know, it could be where she's in the right the whole time. Maybe she's been acting. May, of course, maybe she has totally been catfishing Hank, but at the same time, like she's trying to be, she's trying to do the right thing. You know what I mean? She's just, she's just a bad person. Wouldn't that be funny? But, it would just be hysterical. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, it could end up with, uh, you know, maybe Pete finds out that happened and starts you know second guessing like well maybe you know maybe shot the wrong person you know shit like that right but yeah that that's too funny i did notice though um in this when she's trying to concentrate she puts on white noise have you noticed that yeah well there's uh one point where i guess she's trying to sleep with white noise and she wakes up and uh she turns off the white noise machine that's on a basically like a, a table next to her bed and uh you know like a nightstand and on that nightstand it's like just magazines with like all fantasy football so Maybe she is playing fantasy football. I don't know. Right. I don't. I don't know if you caught yeah, that. It would be. It would just be. It would. Yeah. I did. Yeah. The magazine on the on the side table. Yep. Yeah. You know what was interesting too though that I saw um, when when Navarro sees Annie K. There's one sign that is in the um, in the background and it has Silver Sky Mine 
and it has it crossed out. Like, are they trying to tell us Silver Sky Mine is a red herring with that shot? That's the only shot of when Annie Kay appears in the crowd and Navarro sees her when she has that little blackout. Yeah, Silver Sky Mine is up in the corner. It's crossed out. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah. again, with the uh, with the if it is Navarro and she's just you know it, if it's she's the killer the whole time and is unaware that she's the killer, you know who is who is awake because yeah. they keep keep saying like she's awake. Are they talking about like that other personality or what the hell? Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. right? And then you know what the hell was so the AK other thing doing in that cave to begin with? You know, right, that's, right. That's, yeah, I mean, obviously she was trying to figure out something that Silver Sky was doing. Yeah. So th- this is other something else that's interesting, right? And uh, um, again, I saw this on the internet too, so it's not anything I came, but in the, um, seafood industry and specifically with crabs, um, they use what's called flash freezing. So flash freezing is interesting here because that could explain the, the injuries to the sciences injuries. Yeah. Right. And it also could explain the, it, you know, what happened, um, with that flash that's in the beginning. Now flash freezing doesn't mean, you know, like there's a, a light flash. As far as I know, that's not a technique flash freezing. is usually just like rapidly taking food and rapidly changing the temperature of it, um, to with like liquid nitrogen and some other yeah. ways. Right. But if, if liquid nitrogen is involved here or something along those lines or some other way of flash freezing that we don't know about. And I'm not smart enough to know about the techniques in the food industry. I wish I did. I wish I would have looked more into it before we talk tonight, but what somebody would have who would have access to that technology and be able to do that would be someone from that blue uh, crab place, blue, blue King crab place. So that could be again, where Blair factors in. Yeah. Very well could be. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically everything that I had. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I missed. I don't really think there is, but it's been good. It's going to be interesting to see how it ends. I'm pushing all my chips in the middle and saying it's Navarro. I mean, if I had any backup to it, I would say it's Liz. Um, only because of how absolutely devoid of moral she is and God knows what's going on. Right. So she could be, she could be being dishonest with Navarro. We've seen her lie before. She's lied to Pete, right? Every, every time this poor kid, you know, wants to make his marriage a little bit better or wants to go do something with his family, she guilt trips the shit out of him. And then she says to him, you know, at some point in the last episode, she says to him, that's my boy or something along those lines. It's incredibly disrespectful, you know, and she just is completely devoid of mind or, or, of any kind of morals in this. So, you know, it's almost like they're screaming out, like, look over here at this person, you know? So maybe she double crossed Navarro. Maybe she's, maybe she's taking money from the mine too. Who knows, you know, or maybe she took money from the mine and then, you know, backtracked on it or something along those lines. Who knows? Yeah. So that would be my backup pick. Uh, yeah. I don't, I did suspect, uh, Eddie for a little while. Um, right. just because of his character, but like now, I don't know. I don't know what HBO is doing with that guy, but it, it seems like the whole dynamic with him and, uh, Navarro, it's just like a gender swap almost. Cause he's, you know, he's almost <laughs> like, he's a manly dude, but like with their interaction, right. it's like, he's always, except when yeah, she's around, yeah, like, yeah. you know, she, uh, is actually a funny part. Once she just snuck into his house and, uh, he was taking a bubble bath or something like that, which like, I mean, was the last time he took <laughs> a bubble great. bath, dude, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, it scares the hell out of yeah. him. And then, you know, it's, uh, he's always like the little spoon, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's, it's so weird. It's a weird dynamic, <laughs> but I don't suspect them anymore. The little that's, spoon. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's, I do not suspect Eddie at this point. I just feel bad for him. 
the little spoon. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, oh, I, I just where yeah. my head's at is I think it's a. I do think there's some sort of you know white cult or you know non-native cult rather uh, that's you know right. that's in conflict with the natives. I, th- I think there's probably going to be like like I said some issue with you're going to see it under in the ice. I mean it's the namesake of the show's the night country and we just discovered that's the ice caves. So I think it's probably something like yeah. you know in in real life there's this thing called NAGPRA which is the Native American Graves Repatriation Act. Um, basically if you're doing any kind of drilling or digging and you come across like human remains of any kind or anything of significant cultural value you have to stop and again in real life it gets there's a lot of uh you know companies out there that will try to you know hide the fact that they found anything and i think that's probably what's going on and i think that's all background noise to distract us from what's actually happening i think what it comes down to is and again there's always been a little bit of woo in true detective um even from what i know of what i've watched i'm i think i'm episode five in season two right now and i'm going to watch season three maybe uh hopefully probably next week but uh right but there's always a little bit of woo you know but this yeah. season there's been a yeah. lot and again with rose in that in that episode she says you know don't confuse you know mental health with you know the yeah Dead. yeah so i think that's what's going on here is and that's going to explain away a lot of the woo and make it more true crime in true detective is by explaining it away with mental health and i think that's exactly it's, it's a case of heredity maybe just you know it's just bad genes we know that some mental health issues are uh, definitely hereditary and I think that's probably what's right. going on because the mom had it we don't know the whole story with the mom um, obviously the sister had it and now Navarro well she's had it throughout the whole show as well but uh, right. I think maybe it's just ramping up or we don't know the extent of how bad it really is with her um, sure, as sure. far as anybody else obviously like you know I don't know what's going on with the I don't know what happened to Annie Kay and I think maybe who killed Annie Kay and who killed the scientist maybe it's separate killers it may not be the same killer. Could be. You know? Yeah. Um, right. But as far as anybody else, I mean, that's just- I like I like Navarro the best for this uh for the killer right now. So you don't have any backup pick? <sighs> Come on, man. I'm gonna hold your balls over the fire. <laughs> well <laughs> I do there is the uh there's a guy that was in Eddie's bar uh back maybe episode two. Okay. Um he works for the mining company. We've seen him in this past episode going through like the turnstiles to get past the protests and shit. Yeah, it's um it's Russ Cole's uh uncle or cousin or something. Yeah, I think maybe he's got a little little bit more to do with Annie K because just gotcha. the way he was looking I, I don't know just he looked super guilty to me yeah I don't think Clark did and anything he kept telling but her. I, I think maybe the killers maybe Annie K's killers are already dead and maybe you know maybe the scientist well that's interesting you know why because that would he would know where they were he would know where Annie K and Clark were because he would he knows about the camper yeah that's interesting so um it's just a little I don't know there, there's too much there's a little bit too much coincidence going on with that guy he could have went in there to rob him uh, that's, that could be the case you know he could he because remember how he talked about how much cash he had he goes yeah he laid down 10 grand for that thing and it was from the 90s yeah he did say that yeah huh that's interesting man that's a good pick yeah i like it but that's all that's all i got man um all right that's we'll good enough <laughs> yeah yeah do you think it's the end for this 
particular thing? I mean, do you think they'll do another one? Because this one doesn't seem to be doing that well. Amongst people like us, it is, but it's just generally not reaching much of a wider audience. Yeah, I think it's going to, I think you it's, think? you know, there's a lot, of, HBO has a lot of sleepers too, man. Um, this show may not even gain popularity for like another month. Um, right. But I, I think, because I didn't watch True Detective season one till I mean, it had been out a few years. I think I was overseas when I seen it actually. Um, right. And it had already been out for a while. Same thing with Game of Thrones, man. I didn't even get to Game of Thrones it was probably in season six or whatever when i finally started watching season one so um right. yeah i don't know i think i think they'll, they'll keep it going because they need a show like this um they've had other shows like this uh like we know we talked about the hell that we watch the mayor of east town we watched that um yeah mayor of east but i don't know good. that they can follow that up with anything you, the outsider was. i good. haven't seen the outsider yeah the outsider was good you'd enjoy that it was that was pretty good even though it did involve stephen king it was still uh, yeah. pretty good yeah but yeah uh i think they'll keep yeah. it around and i think they'll probably just keep the uh the common themes rolling because it seems like you know they are in, in every season yeah. there's a little bit of a, a connection and maybe they'll maybe they'll be a strong connection between four and one but at this point i don't think so i think it's just happenstance that you know that travis was you know rust dad i don't think rust is going to show up i mean he could no, but i, I, think I just don't know if he will yeah um yeah like i said in that imdb it's basically the last three in the last episode it shows the actress that does blair navarro and yeah, Liz. and if if we're it's if we're correct, and let's say it's Navarro, right? And Danvers, you know, cracks the whole thing open. You know what I mean? She solves both Takes these cases. Yeah. Maybe it'll be a situation where you know they got to bring somebody else in because I don't. Maybe she's seen too much, can't handle chief of police anymore, and maybe it'll be Rust. Yeah, well, there know. is a that's in that's in the trailer. Um, there's a part in the trailer where she's like in a flashback. It looks like she's with Internal Affairs and uh, or flash forward rather. I should say she's still in the same Alaska police force uniform. I was wrong about that, but at some point she's getting interviewed very similar to the way Woody Harrelson was interviewed. Oh, wow. See, I gotta, I guess I gotta watch yeah. the trailers more, man. Cause I, yeah, I do a lot of trailer sleuthing, man. Trailer sleuthing really helps you out. <laughs> it does, you know, like, it, because another thing that happened with the trailer too, was Liz has a, a really distinctive light fixtures in her kitchen. And I was able to figure something out by sleuthing the trailer and looking at the light fixtures, you know, cause they were so unique. I knew it was in her yeah, kitchen. That is so bizarre man <laughs> but like so that's the second time you've made a connection with uh basically outlets because <laughs> i don't know what was the case with the uh um it was an actual true crime case we talked about oh okay you don't you don't know which one i'm talking about right now oh it was the idaho no, i don't remember the idaho killer oh okay yeah uh yeah so remember the two the two uh roommates on the bottom floor or the I guess the subfloor lived and everybody on the uh, second floor was killed and we we're trying to figure out how that guy left and then he right. had like some kind of dumbass car like a Hyundai he had a Hyundai sorry out there <laughs> to our listeners driving Hyundais <laughs> it's a dumb car you know it's dumb um <laughs> but anyway <laughs> yeah yeah like a Hyundai or something it's the little spoon as cars go <laughs> <laughs> yeah you ain't big spoon and with no Hyundai get out of here but uh <laughs> Yeah, we, we were trying to find a guy that we liked for it, and you identified the guy, not via the car. Oh, but I remember by, now. Like his, yeah. like his light fixture, a light it fixture was the boyfriend's, like a the boyfriend, photo. Yeah, yeah, it was the boyfriend's apartment, the same light fixture. Yep, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Because it was really unique. It was a strange light fixture. <sighs> yeah, I'm just saying, I just don't pay attention to fixtures like that, man, but maybe <laughs> I need to start. But that's interesting, interesting that that's twice now, the fixtures of... Yeah, yeah we want, and we want 
to hear from you guys. We want to hear your your thoughts and theories. Thanks for those emails and, you know, definitely keep them coming. And the other thing too is I got to convince Garrett to use his seven-day Apple TV um, and start watching Severance too. So if you guys could email and tell him, watch fucking Severance. Because yeah. when Severance season two comes out, we definitely have to, There's, we should do these kind of recaps. Oh yeah, and Severance. that's what I was going to bring up too it's is, you know, what's insane. the next, obviously we do actual true crime. Just so happens that this is, you know, fictional crime called true detective right but um i you know obviously we like getting into the true crime stuff but i think it's nice to speculate on the fiction because we don't have to censor ourselves you know we don't have to worry about you know being offensive or it's all fiction so we're just what's the next thing that you guys want us to do you know what's what's the next upcoming yeah yeah we'd love to hear show you you guys want us to watch because we'll watch it yeah i've kicked it in i've kicked around some stuff as far as real actual long-term true crime projects go we we're both working on something oh yeah each we got a few things soon. on one deck yeah i got a new uh logo coming too for the podcast too we're gonna finally ditch the wicked garden co- you know and, logo as soon as i can and i am working on some two music. rabbits i'm working on intro and yeah. bumper music for the show so yeah so so my intro right now with the <coughs> you know jefferson airplane that'll that'll change and we'll get something else in there so we're working on it it just is a process um it's taking a little bit of time yeah. and then you know garrett's been so busy he's been working and all that other good stuff and today he told me too he's having a hard time sleeping ah yeah which uh yeah we guys got any uh cures for um insomnia too we'd love to hear it i have one for you that i wanted to mention too while we were on the phone next time you're having a hard time going to sleep just listen to jesse pollock's podcast about uh jarita palma dude Uh, (laughs) yeah i wonder that'll put you right to sleep i think it'll just amp me up man get keyed up listening to that kid Bye.